This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Welcome to the latest episode of the Agenda Podcast here on the Blood Red Channel with myself, Guy Clark and Matt Addison. And one year on from Thiago Alcantara signing for Liverpool, the same day, of course, as Diogo Jota. But we're going to focus on the Spaniard, assess his Liverpool career today and see just how good he has been for the Reds. Of course, there was so much fanfare over his arrival from Bayern Munich this time last year. And Matt, I suppose the first question has to be, has he lived up to the hype? Not quite, I don't think. Uh, I think there's there's a variety of reasons that I think we'll we'll go through that maybe explain why that is. Um, I, I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. I don't think he's been, you know, horrendous or, or bad by any stretch of the imagination. But I do think there's there's a lot more to come. Um, as I say, there's there's a variety of, of reasons explaining why that is. But you know, the the bottom line is I, I still think he's a fantastic world class footballer. He's an upgrade for me on Genie Wijnaldum, which it appears is the man that he was designed to to replace and. I think as long as he stays relatively injury free as much as he can this season, I think we are going to see eventually, you know, what what he can do. And it might be, you know, that, you know, games like this weekend's are not the ones where he stands out. And it might be, you know, a latter end of, of the Champions League or something like that, that really you, you sort of stand out and, and see him and, and notice him doing what he does best. But he's not quite done it yet. Um, but I'm still confident that he will do at some point, hopefully, hopefully this season. I have to say, I've been one of those who I haven't been bowled over by him since he arrived at Anfield. But funny you should say kind of this weekend's game with Crystal Palace isn't the kind of game he'd shine in. Because initially when he was kind of being linked from Bayern Munich, everyone was saying, oh, this is the guy who will come in. He can be a playmaker. Liverpool haven't had that in a Jurgen Klopp midfield since Felipe Coutinho. And he played off the left for that sort of real starring final six months of his, his Liverpool career. And, and kind of basically look at it and think, actually, this is the guy who will unlock kind of low block defences. But the way you you speak there and saying, actually, it's maybe in those higher quality premium games that this is a player who will shine on, on that stage. Completely understand that point as well. And I suppose one real issue for him has been kind of his surroundings. And when he arrived, you mentioned Ginny Wijnaldum. We were all expecting maybe a, a Henderson, Fabinho and Thiago midfield to be a regular occurrence. But against Crystal Palace, that's just the second time that Jurgen Klopp's been afforded the opportunity to, to start the three of them in unison. Yeah, the, the Crystal Palace game was the first one really where he's had Van Dijk behind him. Obviously, we all know what happened in the first time that midfield played together at Goodison Park, what, 11 months back now. So, yeah, it's it's one of those where I think the conditions have to be right for him. And I think that they were against Crystal Palace. I don't think he did anything wrong. Obviously, picks up the injury and, and goes off after an hour doesn't look like that's anything too serious but I think there were decent signs it's interesting what you say about the Coutinho comparison I think that was that was always unrealistic it's it's not the role that, that he's played he's well he, he has at one stage been a number 10 but that was a decade or so ago really when he was sort of starring and, and being the key man coming through for Spain's under 21s and, and things like that but he's he's a long way from that sort of footballer he obviously plays a lot deeper with Bayern Munich I know Jurgen Klopp uh, I think spoke about it in, in his press conference on Friday it's it's not the first time he's spoken about it as well in terms of this sort of difference in, in system between Bayern and Liverpool Bayern obviously had two players it was Thiago and, and one more in a, a 4-2-3-1 maybe Leon Goretzka or someone like that 
With Liverpool, it's a bit more of a, an advanced position. It's a bit more of a, a complex role, I would say, that he's got to do. He's got to do a little bit more defensively. He's probably got to, to run a little bit more, which kind of sounds a bit weird given that he's playing with two players alongside him rather than one. But it's it's just the, the sort of intricacies, I should say, of, of that system um, and getting used to that, which I think... Liverpool is is very much a team where if you take out a player and put a different one in that's not the same style, you you really do notice it, and it's it's something that you know we saw with Trent Alexander Arnold being missing for for Crystal Palace. James Milner comes in and, and does well, but he's not Trent. And, and Jurgen Klopp needs these specific kinds of players with specific kind of of traits to work properly in his system. And I think Thiago has, has got the the capabilities to to do that in midfield without a, a shadow of a doubt. He's shown that plenty of times for for Barca and, and for Bayern in the past, but. I think it's it's taken him a little bit of time to adjust, but the best chance for him to, to get that is when he's got the best defensive midfielder in the world alongside him and then one of uh, a Cater or a Henderson in there and, of course, Van Dijk behind him with another proper centre-back. I think you know the, the, the time for, for judging Thiago, I think, in a Liverpool shirt is not in the past. It's, it's very much in the future because in the future, he's going to have proper centre-backs. He's going to have proper midfield partners only then can we determine how good a footballer he is for Liverpool because only then is it fair and, and is it a, a fair comparison to somebody like Gini Wijnaldum, for example, who we judge him and, and he was brilliant for Liverpool, but of course he had all of those conditions in place. So yeah, the, the rest of the season will be interesting, but I think particularly against Leeds, to an extent against Crystal Palace, there were certainly you know good signs there from him. And look, we all know that the quality, if he can keep himself fit and, and hopefully this latest issue isn't a, uh, isn't a, a major one, then, you know, fingers crossed, he can start to, to put together a bit of a, a run of form really for, for Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, when I was mentioning Coutinho, sorry, I should have qualified. I didn't kind of mean exactly like him, but I meant kind of being a playmaker within the Jurgen Klopp midfield because it's not really something that we have seen. But I suppose as well with Thiago, he's kind of the, the hype that was around him. He was never going to live up to because he, he's not a guy who registers loads and loads of assists or goals. And more, most notably, I suppose, he's the kind of guy who from a neutral perspective, which Liverpool fans were before he arrived, you can kind of take his performance in and think, yeah, he looks nice and tidy. But when you're there really wanting someone to drive forward in the midfield and do something, that isn't his kind of style. And I wonder, whether it be in the Premier League or in a Jurgen Klopp system, whether we'll ever really kind of see him completely run a game and everybody go, wow, and sit back, because the Premier League doesn't kind of seem to be that kind of division. Yeah, I don't think Jurgen Klopp's system is set up for that to be the case either. I think it's it's really, really hard. I've, I've said the, the same thing actually about Naby Keita. When he came in, it was very much a case of he's exciting, he's going to get goals. Obviously, he did get the goal against Crystal Palace. He's going to get assists. He's going to do all of these things which you can very tangibly measure how good they are. You can see it. It's really obvious. But obviously, in a, a Jurgen Klopp system in that 4-3-3, that's not really the, the primary aim. It's It's a different sort of role. So, Again, with Cato, with Thiago, you, you don't quite get to see these really obvious things. It, it's more, you know, you have to look at the underlying numbers. You've got to look at, at different stats, maybe things that you wouldn't just see offhand, you know, without looking deeper into it. You maybe don't get to see exactly what Thiago brings to the table. So, yeah, I think 
you know, you can see it, particularly when you're in the in the stadium watching him as well. You can see, you know, he does take players out of, of the game with his passing. He does see things and does sort of look one way, play the ball the other way. That little turn that he does where he looks one way and then drops the shoulder and, and goes. There, there are things like that, which you think if he can do that consistently, he could just about manage, I think, to, to run a game even within the restrictions of that Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool system. But yeah, I think the expectation is never ever really going to match with the reality purely because as you say it's it's just not set up to be maybe what people had in their heads and you know Thiago obviously came with a big reputation but it, it wasn't a, a reputation that that maybe matched what people thought in their heads he was going to be so it, it, it's an interesting one it's it's quite hard to to judge a player without those obvious sort of goals assists that sort of thing but i think there's enough signs there to, to me to, to say that he can do a role of a, a Liverpool midfielder perfectly well moving forward and probably do it better than than someone like a Wijnaldum or someone like that. I think there is still that scope and that ceiling for him to, to do this role in a better way than, than anybody else has, particularly as a, a number eight. I think he's going to struggle to to do it as, as a number six, but slightly further forward. I think there's, uh, there's certainly a lot of, of scope to improve, but I think, you know, that there is a good chance that he will do that. The Agenda on the Blood Red Channel. Yeah, and I suppose almost any world-class and elite midfield player coming in, sort of ready-made like he was, will always, I suppose, in some way maybe even be compared to the likes of a Steven Gerrard, who from midfield could do absolutely everything. And Thiago, it's more a, a refined skill set around one or two attributes, as you say, his vision and his, his passing. But one thing I want to ask you is, I suppose... Last season and the, the trials and tribulations that both he and Liverpool went through, in the long run, do you think that's going to serve him better? Because it's all well and good and easy for a player to come in from a foreign league and say, I've heard about the Premier League, I know about its physicality, I know how demanding it's going to be. But when you get sort of thrown into that situation, now had Van Dijk been fit all season, had that midfield Jurgen Klopp maybe had wanted to select been fit all season, maybe Thiago would have had chance to coast in a few games. But the fact there was this onus on him to be the man almost from the get-go after recovering from that injury, to be the man to run games. And let's be frank, he was underwhelming during times of last season. But actually, in the long run, that may well serve to, to Liverpool's benefit. Because certainly from the, the Madrid elimination in the Champions League onwards, from which point Liverpool have been unbeaten, he has been one of the best players in the side. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think you can sort of sum that up really with the the tackling stats that we were all talking about, the number of fouls that he'd given away last season. If you look at the numbers, and I don't have them offhand to, to reference here, but I know for a fact the numbers are a lot, lot better in that regard this season. He's not giving away those silly fouls. He's adjusted to the intensity of the Premier League and, and all of that sort of thing. And I think you know, we, we saw that. I mentioned the game against Leeds earlier. Where I thought he was, was really, really good in that one. And I think part of that was that even though it's Leeds, even though they get bodies into that midfield area, they try and flood these areas, they press, they counter-attack. He was very much a player who adjusted to that, was able to get up to the speed of it. And I think, you know, had that been, you know, the, the first half, particularly of, of last season, maybe even, you know, probably the majority of, of the second half of the season, if we're all being honest, he probably wouldn't have coped quite so well with that. And, and maybe that would have taken him a little bit more by surprise. So, yeah, I think that's that's certainly a positive Um but for me, it's it is it is those intense games. I know it's it's weird, isn't it? As you say, like it's it's weird to think about that being a game where he'll thrive. But I think if if he gets it right in those big intense games, 
he really can dictate them and can run them because he's you know five six seven steps ahead of everybody else but I think when you get those moments wrong or, or you're maybe not quite up to speed or you're not quite on your peak maybe then it's the opposite effect it, it, it's as much detrimental as it is positive because it, it just stands out that little bit more so yeah certainly something to watch out for moving forward but yeah, I think if, if Thiago can do what he did against Palace, but on a consistent basis, that's a good starting point. If he can then do it against the more intense teams when Liverpool are going to have to press and, and be at it a little bit more with the likes of, of Leeds in future, it'll be Everton, Villa, all of those sorts of teams. I think he's going to be absolutely perfect for, for that sort of occasion. And also in terms of the future, and it's it worth addressing the nature of his move to Liverpool and the transfer and the way in which Liverpool conducted, I suppose, kind of the business being that we know full well Liverpool's preferences to really try and sign players maybe 25 or under who are going to grow into the jersey and really kind of be there as part of the present and the future. But this very much was, I suppose, as short-term a signing really in terms of affecting the first team that Liverpool are going to do. Yes, there have been kind of emergency centre-half signings that we've seen in the last year. But this one was quite a short-term signing. But even within that aspect of it, this future planning going on, because I'm sure this transfer was made with half an eye on the development of the likes of Curtis Jones. We've seen Harvey Elliott come through as well. And I suppose only underlining the point of that big game experience is if they can watch this guy operating on the training pitch week in, week out, and then see him kind of put on clinics in, in big Champions League games, Whilst they've not got that experience just yet, I think it'll be invaluable for the likes of, of Curtis Jones in particular to kind of have someone like Thiago to to look up to and learn from. Albeit Genie Vinaldum was a good sort of tutor for them as well, but Thiago kind of takes that to another level. Yeah, without a doubt, you, you took the words out of my mouth there. I think it, it is it is another level. It's another level of of experience. The clubs that he's played for, the the Champions League that he's won, the you know, league titles, what was it, nine league titles in a row that he won or something before he moved to, to Liverpool. I mean, the, the the wealth of experience that he's got is is huge. And I think the age thing, the age thing was interesting. Obviously, the reason we think that Gini Van Alden was allowed to move on is because they needed to refresh that. But I do think Thiago was a kind of exception to the rule. I think generally, you know, it is still, you know, 23-ish is the perfect age for Liverpool to be targeting. And I'm sure they will sign a midfielder next summer, having not done so this summer. And whoever that is, that will probably be in that sort of age bracket of maybe 22 to 24, that sort of age. But I think when a player of, of Thiago's quality becomes available for, for £25 million, it's a no-brainer to go in and get that. I think, as we said before, Jurgen Klopp knows his, his midfield does certain things. It's very functional. It's something that's worked for a long time. But you know, for, for £25 million, this was a kind of low-risk gamble. Thiago could, at some point, could still and, and possibly could have done at times last season had the circumstances been different, taken this Liverpool midfield to the next level. And I think, you know, to, to have that transformational impact for, for £25 million, it's just too big an opportunity to, to turn down, really. So I think Thiago was was probably one of very few 29-year-olds that Liverpool would have, have gone out and, and bought last summer. There's, there's not too many out there. But yeah, for me, Thiago was a gamble worth taking and, and one that I think Jurgen Klopp and, and Liverpool would have regretted had they not gone for it. I know they've had to, to change their stance slightly on this one, but I don't think it's something we'll see moving forward. It was very much just an opportunity presented itself and, and Liverpool, as they always say they will do in the transfer market, they assessed it, they decided it was worth it and, and they've gone for it. And 
let's be honest, he's still got another three or four years at the top, hasn't he? It's it's not like he's going to be over the hill next season or anything. There's there's still plenty of, of time to get out of him. No, definitely, definitely completely agree with what you say there. Right, it would be rude of us not to mention Diogo Jota. He did, of course, sign on the same day. Yes, we are kind of dedicating this edition of the agenda to Thiago. But before we go, I want to ask you just about Diogo Jota. And if we say that Thiago maybe didn't live up to the initial hype, but is perhaps growing into his Liverpool career, I think you kind of flip it for what we expected. Diogo Jota came in and was red hot from the get-go in a Liverpool shirt and has continued to do that. And I, I think for me, it's, it's kind of surpassed expectation of what initially Liverpool fans thought they were going to be getting, knew he was going to be a decent player, but probably thought he would be the one who took a year to kind of adjust to the system and then began to show what he could do. Yeah, absolutely. Complete sort of role reversal, wasn't it? It's it's one that has taken everyone by surprise. I think the one thing we didn't expect from him really was consistency. I remember this time last year, we, we spoke to, to a Wolves reporter and, and his kind of verdict was that when he's good, he's very, very good, but he can sort of go five, six weeks without being that good, being pretty average. And, you know, that, that was the kind of worry, wasn't it? When Liverpool needed him to turn up, would he be able to do it for a consistent period straight away? And the answer to that was was absolutely yes. I think for me, it's difficult because I think his, his best position is on the left. But I think, you know, given the option of, of everyone being available, I think, you know, Jota through the middle has, has now surpassed Roberto Firmino. Obviously, he's injured at the moment anyway. But I think, you know, if, if you had to note down what you thought Liverpool's first choice 11 was, I really do think that, that he would be in it, which I don't think, you know, this time a year ago, you could have said for, for absolute certain. Obviously, there were still question marks at that I point. Think it was about about an, I was going to say, I think it was still about, I don't know, from when we're kind of uh, recording this, it was probably still about eight hours off had he actually signed. But yeah, I, I take your point. I'm, I'm just being pedantic. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's just a signing that, that's worked out a lot, lot better than, than what we all thought, isn't it? And I think the, the fact that it was kind of overshadowed by Thiago probably took the, the pressure off him, really. He came in and nobody really noticed. It was a, a fairly hefty figure it was it was still a a big amount of money to go and, and spend for a player who maybe wasn't you know an absolute guarantee um but yeah one for the future one for now the perfect Liverpool signing really it's it's exactly what they will look for and I think the uh the only disappointment for me with him is that they didn't try and replicate that and, and get another version of him in this summer because I think Liverpool could have done with that but yeah we'll have to to just make do with one Diogo Jota for now yeah, definitely. And it was just one that completely came from left field, wasn't it? Just, uh, yeah, out of nowhere announced and Diogo Jota was a Liverpool player and what a player he's been. And Thiago certainly showing that he has that quality and it really beginning to shine through now. Hopefully he is back out in the red of Liverpool in not too long. Of course, he was forced off against Crystal Palace. There will be more reaction to the win over Crystal Palace in Monday's edition of the Blood Red podcast. Do make sure you join us for that. In the meantime, make sure to like, rate and subscribe to the Blood Red channel, whether that be on YouTube or whether that be through your audio on demand channels. We are available wherever it is you want to get hold of us. But from myself, Guy Clark and Matt Addison, thanks for your time and your company. It's bye for now. You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.